you, you're just watching other people and then you start judging yourself and comparing yourself to these people and you're like, oh, my work's not good enough. And it can slow you down a lot. You can't be doing that if you want to be like content with your work. So that was a big switch in me where I was like, okay, well, I just want to make stuff that I enjoy. One of the biggest struggles that these big influencers have is that certain types of content works better to grow. You have to understand it's a highlight reel. But once that's understood, then it could be more healthy to consume that kind of content. I think that's that's the the overarching point, I think, to all of this. Yeah, as you said, it's the intention behind it. And as long as you're doing what makes you feel good about it and what makes you happy you're not doing it for someone else then I think or something else then I think it's it's a lot more positive welcome to um episode four <laughs> yeah I'm in charge you're on the other side <laughs> sorry pipe down we call it? uh episode four um, where Santi is now the one being grilled. Yeah, Nick's uh, turned around, basically. <laughs> <It's on today. laughs> Guy and I are teaming up on him. Yeah, it feels more like a quarterly review rather than a podcast <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think everything's gone? <laughs> no. Yeah, so let's talk about your uh, performance <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> You've been ambushed. Yeah, no, uh, right. live grilling. So should we introduce ourselves, maybe? What each of us roll me first, or yeah, let's go. Uh, let's start with Santi. Let's start with me, okay. So, I'm Santi. Um, I am, I guess, officially on my business cards, it says the social media manager of uh, Terralon. But, um, I guess my job mainly, I guess, is looking after our clients' social media accounts and also ours, and then, like, a large part of that is also, I guess doing filling in other little bits like doing a bit of photo a bit of video video editing as well um You're yeah. man, of, man of many talents yeah I, well <laughs> yep there you go um right shall we start with um <laughs> i'm not used to doing this no i'm um, not used to being on the big, side of the table either <laughs> yeah big, big shoes to fill um should we start with your with your um history what? like where, we, in where we, do you, where where do you come from where do you start where did your uh interest in photography film. and film come from so i actually started doing films when i was really young um i think the first things i ever made cuz basically my dad's a screenwriter so he's always been really really into films and when we were young he'd always I don't know, we basically watched so many films together. We had like a little Simon room and projector and like basically kind of always watch films together. And that kind of got me interested in kind of like filmmaking kind of side of things. Because he also had like a little VHS camera. So I would basically use that and make loads of little films with my friends. Um, so a lot of them were just kind of like, you, we get a load of guns, bag of flour, we thought we were drug real, dealers. Real guns? No, little plastic, <laughs> or metal, I don't know, little toy guns. Okay. Put a load of sound effects and shoot it all up, basically. And yeah, no, we had a lot of fun doing that. We called it Bad Boys in Action. There was two two series, one and two. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we had a lot of fun doing that. So uh, is that a rip off uh, of the, the Bad Boys film? 
Well, I didn't actually know about that film at the time, but um, yeah. yeah, so I really enjoyed like, I basically got my friends together, like I, I'd film it, edit it, all of that. And I was probably about 10, 11 years old. And then I also did, I was really into skateboarding at the time as well. So I made loads of little skate videos, um, stuff like that. Um, but the issue was I went to like boarding school at like 12, basically. So the opportunity, I don't know, to like make films and stuff kind of stopped. Could you not make films at boarding school? I guess you could, but I don't know why. They didn't allow guns in boarding school. Maybe, maybe that was it, Julian. I'm not. Just drugs. <laughs> <laughs> just flower. Just flower. No, I don't know. It just, it just kind of stopped. Also like skateboarding. I stopped skateboarding. So all that kind of side of things fizzled out for a while. Um, I then really kind of picked it back up in university i'd say um i i just remember i think the one thing that kind of really inspired me i got a friend called hamish jackson he went traveling and i remember looking at his instagram feed and going like i don't know that'd be a really cool thing to do shout out hamish shout out to hamish uh who who's actually an architect he's actually quite a good photographer as well um he he does it just for a little bit of fun nothing too serious but he's not he's not professional like you now no, no, but he's he's got a lot of natural talent, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember seeing that. And I remember one time, I don't know, we went on a walk together and like taking a photo on my phone and it was like a really nice setting. We went up on like a little hike kind of thing. Nothing too crazy. Sounds very romantic. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was sunset. I remember taking a photo on my phone and just going like, oh, like that's not good enough. The thing is, obviously at the time, like I was very kind of like, Oh yeah, it's the gear that's the problem, not me. Well, but a lot of it's obviously I've realised now is editing. But um, I remember that point, right, okay, I want to get myself a camera here. So that's kind of what I did at uni, essentially. And yeah, I mean, carrying on through that is just, I started playing around with cameras a lot and taking photos and yeah. It evolved from there. Did you find that you had a, um, you regularly had that kind of frustration? Uh, with like oh I see in my mind's eye what I want to take and it's not quite good enough or the end result isn't what I imagined yet yeah and it, like thinking about it like I always liked the I we just I always liked taking photos but I never took it super seriously um I don't know like on holiday I kind of liked always like looking back through my photos and stuff like that and kind of like collect, making little collections and stuff nothing I wouldn't really post too much or anything like that but I think it was just like at that moment when I was on that hike with Hamish that like it kind of really switched for me. Like I need to get a camera. So I got one for my birthday uh, a bit later on, essentially. Yeah. Um, that is kind of a, um, a thing that many people in the industry say that it's just because you get a better camera doesn't mean you become a better photographer or filmmaker. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously you do need tools for, well, for the trade. You need you need the right tools for the right job. Yeah, I mean, uh, starting up, like I think when you get a phone to like your first DLS, DSLR, I think when when you're smelling a small, like on the lower end of stuff, what the impact of like the gear you get for the same amount of money on the higher end is a lot greater. So, so like a diminishing return on investment. Yeah. 
So I don't know, when you get that first DSLR, you're able to shoot raw, able to edit with Lightroom. That's quite a big change. And yeah, that's where you start seeing like the most, I don't know, having fun, like messing around with the images and getting into all of that, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, I don't know, I was just having fun, nothing too serious. And then kind of where it took off to like, okay, this, like I want to like take this like really seriously. Um, I guess that's when I started finding like people on YouTube and stuff like that who, I don't know, were literally essentially getting kind of paid to travel, go around the world, all that kind of general thing that's very uh, standard. But the thing is, I was at university doing chemical engineering, which is quite a change from what I'm doing now. Quite, quite different. Um, and I don't know, I think at one point I kind of, wasn't it just didn't feel right for me I think I, I'd always just taken a path of I guess what was expected of me and what everyone else was kind of doing and I'm like okay I'm doing the right thing let's keep going like okay, I'm do doing good grades and at one point I, I think it was just at university it's like where, where am I going with this I remember looking like a moment where I was looking to my future and I was like I'm not excited about that life um so I saw all these people doing this stuff and I was like, that's really cool. And it was all still related to kind of what I really enjoyed when I was, what I was doing when I was younger. So making all these films with my friend and really, but I didn't realize that like, you could really make a career out of making your own sort of films mm -hmm. or anything like that. So that was what really appealed to me. And then also the traveling side, which I already had that spark from Hamish before. Yeah. It's kind of all into one that kind of inspired all this <laughs> madness. So you were kind of, were you, just at the beginning or halfway or towards the end of your degree when you decided that this it was, was about um like beginning of second year really and it's a three four-year course so officially i was on to do a four-year course with the masters but uh i ended up finishing with the bachelor's at three years because i was like yeah I'm, I'm getting out of here quick well you still got classic i know i know that feel yeah at least you still got something yeah i got my degree i mean like, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got high school uh, well university dropout here on the left <laughs> oh, high school dropout. Yeah, no, i can't no. even read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no but i think what Something that was quite big that made me really focus on it, uh, apart from like knowing that, um, yeah, the, like this path wasn't completely for me. Um, so I had a lot of fun in first year. It was <laughs> the thing is, obviously, I wasn't necessarily focusing on my degree, but like I was going out a lot. But I think at the end of first year, start of second year, I had a kind of a moment where a lot of things were kind of going bad in my life. Um, and I basically went into a state of quite bad anxiety. So what happened was, was that I ended up kind of, I know we talked a bit with Freddie, he had a similar mm. thing. Um, at first I kind of like isolated myself a lot from people and I'm someone who, when I like to get focused on something, like I'm going to go like fully for it generally. So I was like, I went all kind of like teetotal. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything like that. And at university, that's quite a hard thing to do when that is basically the culture, like drinking and going out. 
So yeah. it was about a six month period where that's, I was just like focused on exercise and sorting myself out basically. I just kind of saw this vision, like I was in a really bad place. Like initially I couldn't leave the house, anything like that. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, but I just, because I couldn't really like, I didn't really connect with people as much anymore. I had this kind of thing to focus on to kind of, I don't know, I just watched YouTube tutorials and all that kind of stuff. And I spent a lot of time focusing on myself, which I don't know if that hadn't happened, I would have got to into so intensely. Um, so I think that's quite an interesting thing about that. That's one interesting thing, which is uh, different between you and us. Is that even yeah. though we're only separated by what, seven, six years, um, you mentioned that there's a lot of, you felt influenced by the kind of, as you, as you put it, like the standard you know, travel influencer, uh, influencer vlog, photo, Instagram, sure. all of that. Um, and when we were at the kind of age that y- that you were, that was in its very early days. Sure, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. didn't. There was obviously there was there was YouTube and there was stuff, but it wasn't. Now it's become like a, you know, almost a meme in itself. That yeah, people go and do Instagram travel blo- vlogs and blogs and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you think was that was that really important? I think in terms of influencing you. I just stuff out there. Yeah, I just became it was it was my escape really um, because I I knew that I still wanted to get this degree done because I knew I could do it and I don't know it was I just wanted to prove it to myself that was the thing even though I really disliked it I still wanted to just like get it over and done with that's in the bag forget it so I still had like two years of pushing through that and this whole other kind of lifestyle that's being portrayed and like doing all the folk that was kind of it's my like, escape it's kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel and exactly motivation to keep keep going keep pushing on yeah that's exactly how i kind of saw it i was like you know just grind through these next couple of years keep having fun just doing your own thing photo video and then after after uni you can just go traveling and smash it basically um <laughs> But uh, the other thing that it wasn't just that. Uh, so, along with the kind of all the kind of Instagram and photo video stuff, the other thing that caught my interest on YouTube was the uh, the dropshipping stuff. And I became these are the two things basically in uni that I just became totally obsessed with. Can you explain what dropshipping is for um, for people who might not know? I can I can give a little summary. Go on then. So basically dropshipping is uh, when, well, the way I do it is you have, you build an e-commerce store, usually it's on Shopify, um, which, yeah, it's easily e-commerce store to build on. Um, and someone will place an order with you, but you won't hold any inventory. Um, so they'll place an order with you and then you, the, your supplier will directly ship to them. Um, yeah. So... You have a website, people order from you, and you essentially You're place, a the order, man. place the order so that whoever is originally selling it just delivers straight to your, exactly. to your customer. So secret, secret to all good businesses, being a good middleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's a very low-cost business to start up because all you have to do is uh, you have to focus on the marketing of it and, that's, and the product cost, but you only buy you only have to pay for the product once 
your customers paid you first. So it's a very low cost business to start up. So what's the real challenge of dropshipping then? Where does the, the interest <laughs> lie in keeping you keeping you challenged? Um, what's the real challenge of dropshipping? I mean, there's many challenges. It's like working out why a customer wants to buy a product. Um, a lot of it is like the emotion behind why someone buys. I mean, the thing is, when someone says dropshipping, it's like a lot of people, they start doing everything for a business. So you do the marketing, you do the copy, you do the building the website, um, you, f you source the products. So again, you have to be a bit of jack of all trades to, to do it. But like the main, I think f Facebook ads is probably kind of most technical thing you have to master to do it. Um, but saying that, it's not, I'm not saying, the thing is I'm saying like I started drop shipping, like I failed multiple stores, <laughs> especially that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know, I made like this, the first one I made was quite funny. It was like this panda one because I just thought, I don't know, people might like pandas. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds stupid at the time. Like, presumably like stuffed pandas. Um, I don't know. It was just like iPhone well, cases. Real, real pandas. Oh, yeah. Straight from China. <laughs> iPhone cases. I don't know. I, I was just testing right, stuff. Every, everything, everything pandas, like everything to do with pandas. Yeah, I don't know. I, because themed. the videos I'd watched, they'd say, find stuff that people are passionate about and then you can kind of find products along those lines. I thought people and really like pandas. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really, I don't know. It's, it's what, and I, I sold one iPhone case from an Instagram shout out. So that, I mean, I, I probably yeah, lost a few a, hundred. That's a success. The, the point is, it's a start. Six, six figure lifestyle. Oh yeah, smashing it. <laughs> How much did you sell the case for? Uh, I can't remember. It was probably like 15 euros or something oh. or $15. Um, but I don't know, that was the first kind of, of making any sort of money online. Um, but yeah, I know when I, I talked about it to people, people were very like confused. I think throughout my whole time at university, because people were very, I had my whole anxiety phase and people were like, okay, what's happened to Santi here? He's, he's, has he gone a bit off the rails here? Like what's <laughs> happened to him? Trying to sell panda. Yeah. Did you become known as like the, the panda? The I'm, panda, I'm man. The panda man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I know that people definitely were a bit like, yeah, it's a bit, I don't know, a bit strange yeah. what he's doing. And well, I suppose from their point of view, you're, you know, you have in your first year, you're there, you're, you're having fun with everyone else. You're yeah. um, living life, living the uni life to the fullest. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you disappear and for a while, and then you come back and you're like, Hey, do you want to buy something? panda related yeah well i wasn't asking people to buy stuff panda related i was kind of like i don't know the thing is is i was trying to get because i was so excited about the idea of it i wanted i thought other people would be but other people were just like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I don't really fair enough yeah like and that's fair enough and that's something like i've kind of started to accept that not everyone's going to see things in the same way you're going to see them so you just have to kind of accept that and not like be too pushy if someone doesn't accept what you're doing just be like okay cool that's fine i think yeah a, a key thing that definitely has become apparent to me and probably to you as well is that when you're starting your own thing or or, or in business or whatever then yeah not not everyone's going to ha have the same vision as you no, and definitely see not. the opportunity that you see and sometimes they might be right but if you believe that you're right then you've got to go for it 100 percent, yeah um and it was the same i think even with my like talk photography and stuff people still like a bit like why has he become so obsessed with it 
um, and like you know, I was starting to make like a few vlogs, just and the, the I don't know. The thing is, I was just convinced at that point that like yeah, this I don't know, this was just the way to go. And but yeah, I don't know. Like I was just I just loved doing it, and I just was so obsessed with it that I just carried on doing it. <laughs> Essentially, and it was, as I said, it was still that kind of light at the end of the tunnel, and that's what I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, um, seeing as we're on the, the dropshipping thing, um, I guess might bring in, um, so obviously I guess we'll go over how you joined Taiwan as well. Okay. In, in short, um, yeah, you started kind of doing some work experience stuff with us. Yeah. Well, not work experience, but interning type stuff. Um, but we were also at the same time looking to hire someone to do the social media manager role yeah. and a few other things. But the thing that for me... Uh, when we got chatting about that, it really made me think like, yeah, like Santi's like pretty switched on. The kind of guy that we want on the team was uh, when you were speaking about the, the drop shipping and yeah. how you'd experimented with that and how it interested you. Because I felt that even, you know, we're not a drop shipping company, no. but obviously there's a it's lot of transferable skills like there. The Facebook and ads and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's Facebook ads. And it also just in general, even if we weren't interested in Facebook ads themselves, it's uh, the the desire to... Uh, learn a system and work out like the yeah, market work out, work, yeah work out how to how to how to win at that system i thought was a very a useful skill it's the kind of thing that we needed well, thank for the you. company so <laughs> yeah so drop tripping opens many doors people yeah well <laughs> that's the thing it's like it's still it, like i don't know i've made another store after that but like i didn't really put any money towards it um but then what what i did make i i made like a a Depop account, basically, drop shipping, which I don't think technically is allowed by their rules, but I didn't know that at the time because I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what actually happened was uh, my girlfriend at the time was scrolling through Depop and was uh, she was seeing like all these coats and I was like, they, they were just all there and I was just like, right, okay, there's got to be something going on. I was just like, let's have a look on uh, AliExpress, which is where you source your products. And I found it and I was like, right, here we go. <laughs> Smashed it up on Depop. Obviously, and Depop is supposed to be for secondhand stuff, right? Well, yeah, I guess it's, it's just to sell secondhand clothes or yeah, or to like declutter your clothes. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Basically, then it's free marketing. Uh, didn't have to pay anything on ads, and I made quite a bit of money off that. Um, off your girlfriend's back. Well, it was <laughs> kind of off her. I well, I. She found the idea for me, technically, but it was my idea. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that was really the first time when I saw it and I was like, okay, you, this, this is actually something you can make a decent amount of money on. Um, and using that money, and then also because I wasn't going out, I managed to save quite a decent amount. And I bought myself, uh, maybe it was, it was like, this is about third year now, I bought myself like the Sony A6500, 16mm 1.4, 1825. That was a bit later, actually. All right, okay, I think it was a 16mm 1.4 and a 30mm 1.4. So that's like quite a bit of an investment for uh, and a drone as well. I bought the DJI Spark. So I bought it all in one go because I was like, right, like, here we go. Let's go on falling. Yeah. Full on traveler kit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Hashtag influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll say that <laughs> Vietnam wasn't ready no <laughs> so yeah so 
kind of saving up, making all this money and saving up allowed me to kind of, I mean, it wasn't huge amounts, but it was enough to like invest a bit into myself with with this kit, which really, um, I don't know, I, it was, my first camera was the 100D Canon and I just had the 18 to 55 and the 50 mil 1.8. So that's nifty a, fifty. Nifty yep. fifty. It's a good. Yep. It's a good starting setup. Um, but moving on to that, and I was yeah, was quite fun. I don't know. It was. I really liked the Sony compared to the like the Canon. The Canon was. It's great like beginner's camera to like learn everything, but it's very simple. Whereas the Sony, I feel like there's a lot more you can kind of do with it. And it's. I mean, the Canon's like a two hundred quid camera. The Sony is like a grand. So, yeah. Like that was really fun shooting in 4K and all of that. Yeah. So you you had this kit then, and you started started making more stuff. Were you like looking at things that other people were making and that you'd seen, and you were like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and try and make something like this. Like I feel inspired by this to make that. Um. Yeah. That was kind of the people I kind of was really inspired by at the time. Um. There was this guy called. Thomas Alex Norman, and he did a lot of kind of the general travel, uh, like Bali, all these kind of vlogs. But what I really liked, it wasn't super, I don't know, like Sam Calder kind of was one of the first things to see, which a lot of people see. And, you know, it's very cool transition and stuff. But this guy would make like 30 minute vlogs and I'd watch the whole thing and he'd create a story. And I was just really sucked in by all of that. And I just really... I don't know, being able to tell a whole story like that was really amazing. And then this other guy, Zach Kravitz, who he wasn't a travel vlogger, but he kind of filmed a lot just to like home. And his vlogs were, the way to like I'll describe it, it, almost felt like kind of watching a Netflix film, but it was just like normal films about his life. And at the time, like the beginning, he was like a PT trainer, but then also he became getting paid for being a videographer and stuff like that so seeing his growth through that and also the way he told his stories even though not necessarily like much was going on it was, they were very raw vlogs but that really inspired me so I kind of wanted to like have a mix between all these kind of videos of having a very authentic feeling of telling a true story not just trying to show highlights um and then kind of mixed in with this like cool travel style and all of that. That's kind of what I really wanted to make. So um, when you were watching all these videos uh, um, when you're still at university, it sounds like they were all um, kind of vlogs or non, well, they're not ads and commercials and no. then they're not like corporate videos and that, that kind of stuff. No. And um, when I watch those and I, and I think, well, to be successful at that or to be able to earn a living with that. It's mm. like wanting to be a, a rock star or, or uh, an actor in, in Hollywood movies or whatever. It seems like it's quite a niche or a, a difficult path and there are a few who would succeed. What, um, how did you put what you were seeing in all these lifestyle type videos and vlogs? How did you put that together with a profession? Did you, did you think, right, I want uh, photography and video uh, to be a potential career and I want to do that by doing by filming vlogs? Or did you think of it a different way? 
I guess the way I thought about it at the time, um, I think is my mindset's changed quite a lot since then. But um, I don't know. What, what I used to do was kind of really analyse all these pages. Like I, I'd literally go to like all these people that had made it essentially and I'd go all the way down to their bottom video and try and see their progress and try and work out what kind of videos are the ones that, that, push, that them. push them forward. And I, I was just constantly trying to work out what, what, why, why do these people grow? Why do, do others not? And so that kind of started getting me into the real, like thinking about what are the content types that work? What kind of strategy are these people are using? But you, you still wanted to st stick with those type of videos. Yeah, uh, the, th the thing is, it's like I also was really inspired. Another guy I was, the thing is, I was inspired by quite a range of people as well, because there, I think there's these like uh, American photographers um, from like the Pacific North Northwest, especially this guy called like Michael Flustad. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He did like a lot of lifestyle photography, um, and his thing was very different it was very chilled out um and he did a lot of freelance work uh with outdoor companies brands like that and that kind of really piqued my interest for that kind of style um so I was definitely kind of thinking like freelancing of those kind of jobs was definitely the problem is and this is something that I've worked out is that and something I'm definitely working on as I'm moving forward is that I like to do a lot of different things really well and I didn't focus in on specific things enough. I was trying to do too many things at once um, and I was getting like a decent amount of success in little bits, but I wasn't like pushing forward very like a lot in anything, if that makes sense, because I, I like doing so many, many things, yeah. which kind of makes you as you say, a jack of all trades and uh, a master of none, but... Oftentimes better than a master of one is the uh, second half of that. Yeah, but, but the thing is, it's like what that has allowed me to do is learn lots of skills in different areas. Um, and then as I start... And it's also allowed me to taste a lot of things and to really understand what I like about certain things, what I don't like. Yeah, I think that's something that everyone does and is almost a necessity when you're starting out. You really want to try lots of different things because otherwise how are you going to know that you want to do one thing over another yeah exactly um i mean i i certainly did a bit of everything or you know i think it's the same for guy yeah. guy, guy started mostly with sports but um yeah you got to try, try try lots of things yeah um so yeah, so that, that's I was also inspired by like, all these outdoor adventure photographers um, and getting into that world. And there's like my uh, Andrew T. Kearns, he's kind of part of that. And he, he did like a lot of vlogging as well. But his vlogs were all, I mean, I think he did a lot of daily vlogs actually of just him shooting lifestyle photography with models and clients. So there's a lot, so there's a widespread, yeah. as you can see, of all these so different kind of things. Essentially, you saw these people doing vlogs and doing. I guess behind the scenes stuff of whatever they were doing and uh, but they also had work that they were doing on the side or maybe it was their main thing and their vlogs were on the side yeah um with brands and and portrait photography or what have you um 
and yeah, you, you come kinda, back to your question <laughs> and, and you kind of decided right that's that's kind of what I want to do yeah so also I want I was looking into ways to kind of try and get a few jobs um so I remember thing is this is something about me I get really obsessed by things very quickly and then I become the other thing I was like really into was poker <laughs> but oh yeah so I that was actually before I went to uni like I got really into poker and I spent all my time playing poker um, I thought you were gonna spend it I thought you were gonna say I spent all my money playing poker no I actually made <laughs> a fair bit of money playing poker but again it wasn't like was this online or was it with you a, a lot online a lot right. online um I mean, again, it was. I mean, in terms of the amount of time I spent on it and the amount of money I made was, yeah, I wasn't making much for that. But yeah. like, I just love playing the game and working it out and all the little bits about that. Um, but back to my point, poker. Um, so like I did a bit of like photography for the Poker Society. I just like did it for free yeah. and just kind of starting up a bit like that. And then, I mean, there was a bit of a drama situation with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, is this something for now or is it something for the uh, I mean uh, the next podcast I'm kind of slating them a bit no <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of those uh, basically of like uh, there was this one thing like uh, there was this whole drama where um I my basically I said uh, the, we're having like this Christmas dinner or whatever and I was like oh yeah I'll do a photo I'll do photos fine but like can I get a free ticket because that's fair no but the problem so we did this like way in advance but um, when I was on holiday, my camera um, had a bit of water damage and like I sent it off to John Lewis. I'm going to slate John Lewis here. And it basically took them ages to get it back to me. And by the time like it got back, it was after I was meant to do this photo event or whatever. Shame on you, John Lewis. I know, I know. But um and there was this whole stress and I was like, I told them like a week or something before, like, um, the camera's still not back. My camera's still not back. I don't know what's going on. And then, but they let me borrow someone else's, but I still took photos, but they got like really annoyed at me because they thought I tried to scam them. For, for, for a free for, ticket. Yeah. I wasn't that bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't mind. I'll happily go to the event, but like, it was just a bit of food and I mean, yeah. the ticket's 20 quid, but yeah um oh, when you're a student 20 pounds is a lot of money yeah i mean yeah i my my main motivation for it was just you know get some experience doing something working for some sort of client i guess um just yeah but i think that's fairly <laughs> typical of the kind of things that when you're just starting out like things like that go wrong and, and they're actually quite small things in the grand scheme of production but you can easily find yourself getting a little bit overwhelmed by stuff quite quickly when you're not entirely yeah. sure how to manage a client relationship or, or deal with gear problems and stuff and yeah, yeah it's an important learning, learning curve i think oh, yeah, 100% <laughs> um yeah and that's something now i just look back and laugh on but uh yeah i got yeah that's <laughs> very very stressful experience yeah so i got a bit controversial but no well we made friends afterwards and like it was all cool but uh yeah, it was a little bit drama towards that um yeah but in terms of like trying to find more jobs well after that like i i so the first kind of vlogs i was really making was a couple of holiday ones um but i then went for my birthday with my girlfriend at the time she uh lucy <laughs> she, she took me to the lake district and that was kind of um we went we did a couple of hikes up there and that was kind of what really got me into like hiking 
the first kind of bits and I just remember absolutely loving it and being blown away by the place. Um, so that's kind of the start of kind of how outdoor photography really piqued my, really piqued my interest mm. compared to other styles. Um, yeah, I remember like yeah. when, you, um, when you first got in touch with us, I said, right, well, photography's a thing for you, but you have to, well, you have to experiment and try lots of different things when you're starting out, but um, there's something to be said about picking a niche and targeting that and hitting that and becoming the go-to person for that market or for that mm. industry. Um, so I remember asking you, what, what else are you interested in? And, and hiking, specifically? And hiking and outdoors and, and all of that was, was what you came back with. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, if I was going to, pick a dream kind of shooting style or thing that that would definitely be what i would choose over most things yeah because I, I absolutely love it um but in terms of kind of getting like looking more to thinking about this as a career um i then did an opportunity well my cousin was getting married in seville um mm -hmm. so that's my spanish side of the family and they saw my vlogs and they were kind of like oh would you kind of be interested in I can't remember how it fully came about but I remember she was getting married and I was like thinking yeah I really want to do this wedding film because it's a again it's just more experience of doing something so then I bought myself a gimbal and an 18 105 lens that's what happened and then so I also <laughs> <laughs> shot that wedding which was also a really good experience at getting just more under your belt really and that was really a lot of fun to film weddings are uh, very difficult to shoot yeah shoot well it's a very difficult uh event experience yeah shooting. definitely a lot of pressure it throws you in the deep end big, big day for for those getting married yeah i i absolutely loved it though um i think a big part of that was you're filming your own family so it's also very easy to get shots of people because people want to like i don't know yeah and you know them. You. it's not like it's a group of strangers that yeah. and that's something i used to really struggle with when we were filming events and still do to a certain extent now is um trying to rally groups of people and get them to perform in front of the camera when they're not used to doing that and you have no idea who these people are. Yeah, and you just so have to point a camera in the face yeah. and hope they do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite like really, that. Really good people skills. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just remember, like, completely buzzing off filming that and just loving it. I don't know. Uh, it was, yeah, that was kind of my first real client shoot even though I wasn't paid for it or anything like that mm. um but again it's like all these different areas like I still wanted to do my traveling I still wanted to do it but I wasn't like honing in on anything in particular um yeah and I guess the next kind of step um was traveling itself like I, I graduated um I then worked in a in a coffee shop in yeah up north so i was so I was staying with my her girlfriend at the time she, i was uh i was living with her just saving loads of money to kind of go traveling so i still had a bit of like money saved up i guess from like the drop shipping thing and mm -hmm. then also i actually started a new website after that because depop banned my depop account eventually <laughs> <laughs> they, they found you cottoned on ah uh, which is a really sad moment but I was like, okay, fair enough. Like I made a bit of money and what got did out they of it. say? Did they say you just you're violent you're violating yeah. our terms and conditions. They gave me a couple of warnings and then eventually right, yeah, they're like, game over. 
Right. Um, I know I'm poorly behaved, but then like that was it. You know, I I, I think there's so many like different pieces to my my story. Let's like, put it all together. But like, so uh, the Depop account got banned. Yeah, and then I have a special button for this. Come on. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Julian, you've been waiting for so long. <laughs> to no, use I have not. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, I just, I just thought of it. <laughs> no, very good. Yep. Default got banned, but the, the biggest like shock was like, okay, I was making like a decent amount of money off this, basically for not doing very much, and then suddenly that just goes away, and you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> there's something like missing here like you kind of get addicted to that feeling of yeah. just like making money from f- from, from anywhere from breaking the rules not breaking the rules <laughs> but just like from anywhere basically it's it, well it they call it passive income but it's not so passive because you still have to like be doing stuff but passive-ish, uh, passive-ish. yeah I, I don't know like i remember it was uh, specifically on christmas day like i made like three or four hundred quid just in one day and i was literally just sitting there with my family and I was like, this is unreal. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so I started a new store um, and that is where I really kind of went a lot deeper into product research um, to understand what kind of products will sell and kind of seeing what other stores really sold and understanding how it really worked. Um, and I sold quite a bit with that, but I wasn't profitable like I probably broke even in total with that but it taught me a huge amount about uh how to use Facebook ads and copywriting all the rest of it the problem is is like also I was saving up to go traveling so I there was this hard kind of balance and especially um Lucy at the time telling me like can you please not lose all your money, please? <laughs> like testing all these products. Cause that's, that's the big thing is like, you have to be able to lose money before you make money mm. with these things. You have to test what works. Um, I got very close uh, things. I'm not gonna go too deep in how Facebook ads work, but basically as Facebook collects more and more data, you understand who your potential customer is, customer is more. And then you keep on pushing with that data until it eventually becomes profitable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got to the point where I was breaking even, making quite an okay amount in revenue. But like the amount of money I was spending was starting to get a little bit risky. But like I had the money, but like if I wanted to go traveling, I couldn't really justify yeah. spending it if I was going to go and save up and try and do it. The thing is, is, realistically, if I was single, I'd have probably done it. That's the truth, but it wasn't just my own. I, and I had responsibility for a girlfriend at the time. Yeah, um, you can't send her off to go traveling on her. Well, you, you could. But yeah. yeah, you don't want to have to go. You don't want to have to turn around and say, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can't pay for our flights and everything because exactly. <laughs> I gambled and I lost. Yeah, and that, that was, it was probably the most sensible decision at the time um, for, for the situation. But um, yeah, so I had to put it on pause. <laughs> that was the thing. And then when went traveling around the world, and obviously my, we're saying like vlogs, that was kind of like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. Um, but what I probably struggled with most was, um, I, I don't think I was fully prepared at the time for the real amount of work that you were going to have to put in to make it really happen with it. And I basically don't think my mindset was right. Um, 
you, you mean to make make these great vlogs and actually turn it into a career of proper money earning profession career type thing yeah if i real really put it down to it i don't think i fully had belief in myself like deep down um at the time i didn't think i was good enough because i felt yeah because the problem is i think when you're like you start to consume all this content and it can actually hinder you quite a bit um because yeah that's what you're doing you're just watching other people and then you start judging yourself and comparing yourself to these people and you're like oh my work's not good enough and it can slow you down a lot um which is something i slowly learned about basically (laughs) yeah yeah it's very easy when there's so much um other content out there especially these days that you just see other people making stuff and it looks great and maybe your stuff is also really good but you know they've got a hundred thousand likes and yeah. million followers or whatever and it can start to really get in your head you start to think why is why am i not good enough why is what i'm making not good enough yeah is there some trick that i'm missing something like that yeah that's that's exactly it and um that was something a process that i kind of got a lot better throughout my traveling to get out of um because talking about my like anxiety and stuff like i still wasn't a hundred percent like out of it because i think it was also amplified by the fact that I really didn't want to be at uni um and so like when I got out of there like I I got a bit of breathing room but I still had a lot of stuff to work out throughout my journey um and traveling was definitely 100% the best thing for me at the time it allowed me to give myself like a big breather and going back to why why didn't I fully go for it with these vlogs and stuff really thinking about it as well I one of the biggest things is like I was focusing more on sorting my own head out and my mental health rather than going for it with these vlogs because it was definitely affecting my mental health so that's why I, I made sure I took breaks and stuff and that's the thing with social media it can definitely have a big impact on your mental health if you're not ready for it and that's why you see a lot of these big youtubers go down very quickly or people going down with anxiety because it's a lot of pressure at the end of the day and if you're not ready for it yeah yeah certainly from my perspective it looks like it often seems like people who are yeah very successful and they portray an image of success on on youtube and instagram and, and whatever it is um you know th- that success certainly isn't isn't fake you know these people make real money and they make great content and they have real followers uh, for the most part but i i think for some people especially when they're young it it can come at a cost or when things go wrong then they're not particularly well equipped to deal with it and i think the way that uh you approached it is to sort maybe the the foundation out first before uh, jumping headfirst into what can be a very pressurized uh, industry well that's the thing it's like when i went to new zealand i i basically vlogged every day um because i was like right okay yeah let, let's go um and as i say like i wasn't fully i mean i loved new zealand amazing place like but i definitely felt like a pressure while vlogging and also when doing it with uh with someone else who <laughs> so yeah with lucy like she also didn't fully understand what i was doing but she was supportive but also she wasn't necessarily super comfortable on camera all the time and she wanted to enjoy the experience and it's like balancing that. So there was a lot of factors that I was trying to like handle all at once 
Um, but I actually remember specifically this Michael, you know, the Michael Flutestad guy. I remember I like DM'd him on Instagram about something and somehow got into a little bit of a chat with him. And I talked about, I remember I think I was saying I was making content to try and like impress people almost. Like that was one of the, because that's, because obviously on social media, you want to grow all that kind of thing. And to grow, you have to impress people. And and then he was basically like, yeah, you, exactly what you're saying. Like you can't be doing that if you want to be like content with your work. So that was a big switch in me where I was like, okay, well, I just want to make stuff that I enjoy. Mm. And that's what I started really focusing on after that was having fun um, with my photos and creating work that I really loved making. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's two interesting points you that are raised from that. The first is, um, is if you're in a moment and you're filming it or taking photos of it, do you actually enjoy the moment or are you putting a barrier between yourself and, and your surroundings, which is, which is the camera. And the second is, um, is talking about, um, when you create something, if you know that you're going to put it up on social media, does that influence what you're going to make? Because you might change things slightly because you know that, uh, something over something else will be more popular, be yeah. more popular or get more likes and that kind of stuff. Was that something that was in your, in your mind at that time? And yeah, a hundred percent. Um, what was the first point again? Um, being in, in the moment and experiencing and yeah. being present. There's two parts to that. Versus being in the moment. And I think, yeah, that's the thing. It's like when I learned later on that I loved taking photos and being in the moment but it was when I started finding the content that I like to make and that was for me um and that's when I got the biggest buzz out of out of all um and then making stuff so it's popped on social media I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles that these big influence have influencers have is that certain types of content works better to grow um more than others and realistically if you want it to be your job and that's your only source of income you got a lot of pressure to make that happen and that's what you got to keep doing and yeah creatively backed into a corner almost because instagram yeah. is is um trialing taking away likes yeah and well, there's been done it a, lot, a lot of places yeah yeah so the, there's um there's been a mixed response some have said that it's not good because it takes away you know, evidence of, of their hard work or of, of that people appreciate their hard work. And others say it's very freeing because all of a sudden they're not chasing the likes. They're creating content that they want to create and they're not thinking how many likes is this going to get? It's an interesting one because I think the main thing is just like the anxiety that social media can create when people compare themselves and those numbers to <laughs> allow for that. Um, and then the other part, as you say, I think Gary Vee, he talked about it and his reason he thinks is that Instagram's main re like that they're, what they want is people to stay on the platform. Yeah. And by taking away likes, people should enjoy creating content that they like more and hence post that and then enjoy the process of using social media more. 
um, which I think, yeah, makes a lot of sense, really. Um, I mean, the other thing is, like, they say that they're doing it because they want people to use Instagram ads more than uh, <laughs> uh, people to have influencers. But the other thing is, is influencers, I think, well, I think, to my knowledge, the users still have all the data mm-hmm. of how many likes you get. So I, d- I don't know if, if that's true, if you still personally know how many likes a, f- a photo is getting, because I haven't used yeah. it. Because you can, you can see, you can still like a photo. Yeah, and you can see who, um, like a couple of but people. But it just isn't it. displayed to other people, just to yourself. But in, if you've got like business manager or whatever, I think you can, you might be able to see it it's still in the analytics, like so many people have liked your photo. Right. Which, I know to get on the explore page and stuff, you still have to. So I think that there will still always be an element of trying to gear your content towards mm. getting those viral popular posts. So um, it's probably a good thing, I guess, in the most part. But um, yeah, I think that's how I'd probably <laughs> go with it. It's probably, it's, it's probably a good thing because it stops people comparing themselves. Yeah. And just like trying to copy other people's posts, but and yeah, just engineering that way, and hopefully it will allow for more originality. Um, yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of Instagram all looks kind of the same in yeah. certain spheres and certain spaces. Yeah, you you d- you said uh, it'll stop people trying to copy other people's posts. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a lot of Instagram is the same thing over and over again. Shout out uh, Insta Repeat. <laughs> make montages of all the same uh, shots yeah, by different you, people. Um, very very funny. If you if you don't know about Insta Repeat, um, have a search for it. It's it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, but I know that through this whole process, it's like I want to find the content that I like to make, and that was this whole traveling thing for me. That's kind of what journey mm-hmm. I went on. So. As I said before, I was watching all these YouTubers and started com- like comparing myself a lot to them and Instagrammers, all, all the rest of it. And then I definitely went through like a phase where I was just like, right, stop. Like I, I think it was, I also, so after New Zealand, so I did two months in New Zealand, did the whole van life thing, uh, loved it. But um, went to Australia next for two weeks and I didn't film a single thing. And that was a very conscious choice. I was like, let's take a breather from this vlogging. Like, I don't want to put pressure. You can be more in the moment, mm-hmm. relax. And I just like, I think I did a bit of editing, but I chilled out from it. Um, so how did that compare? Did you, did you feel like you were more, more present in the moment? Because it sounded like from your response earlier, you said that um, you were in New Zealand and you were vlogging and you were creating this content, but you kind of got a buzz from, discovering the type of content that you liked making and, and it actually yeah well, it sounds like if anything it enhanced your experience um uh, because you were also learning and and for sure and finding your style and all that so how did um how did australia compare to that when you start it just allowed for a bit, i still took photos um because the thing is with video or especially vlogging or like daily vlogging as i was trying to kind of do in new zealand was that you've got to be constantly thinking of like, how is the story matching up together? So you're never fully in that moment. Um, well, it's just like, it's different. It's different. Um, and it just, it was just a bit of a switch off. It allowed me just to like relax, kind of take a step back, 
try and be self-aware what was making me feel anxious what was stressing me out and I don't know it was just a nice little breather really um and then what was next Philippines and I started so the thing is is I'm still editing my New Zealand videos now but um <laughs> again like I was I didn't want to put myself under too much pressure and also I I I was with my girlfriend there so like I can't just you know we're out going out all day like if I was going to edit these videos I would basically have to ignore her and just sit in the corner and edit which don't do that you'll get in trouble you'll get in trouble <laughs> yeah are you speaking from experience guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I mean no like that's that's the thing it's like if you want to do something as like ambitious as that I mean like I mean doing that with a girlfriend is like fair play um I I don't know how yeah you kind of have to have her on board as well because if I think that's basically what you have to have you have to have someone who's just fully on board with what you're doing fully gets it and wants to be a part of it um and it's not like I I'm resenting Lucy for any of that because that's not fair um and to be honest I'm I'm still like quite happy because everything's a learning curve and it's not like I'm do you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know. Well, it does, show, <laughs> it does, it does um, show that you see all these people on, on YouTube having these vlogging careers and, and all that's great. And from your point of view, just watching on YouTube, it, it looks fantastic. And you see, yeah. and you, have a, you feel like you have a glimpse into their lives. Um, but actually behind the scenes, for them, they may, may be battling with the same, these same issues like, when is it appropriate to get the camera out? Um, am I really experiencing this moment? Am I really living living a, a real life, or am I just doing everything for the gram or yeah. YouTube? Um, and and you know, having a almost fake or staged life. It's just highlights. It's not fakeness. Well, maybe some people it is, mm -hmm. but it's you have to understand it's a highlight reel. Yeah, and. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people will struggle with not understanding that. Mm. But once that's understood, then it can be more healthy to consume that kind of content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a big problem I have with influencer marketing because if you think about it, it's essentially a, an advertising platform um, because these, these influencers have an audience and that's very valuable to people who want to promote products. And that's fine. It's just another way, another way to get ads in front of eyeballs but it's the problem i have with it is is the part of it where it's almost kind of contrived and they're not very it's so, uh, saying 100 percent authentic yeah the, the i mean it's not readily apparent to those who aren't um, switched Living on. That lifestyle. Well, it's not switched on. It's just like you're not you're not exposed to the reality yeah, of the lifestyle. It's 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 not necessarily obvious that the these are just highlight reels, and they don't necessarily portray them as highlight reels. I mean, a lot of them now more and more do say, yeah. uh, you know, remember these are only parts of my life. These are only the the high the highs or or, or the lows. Um, but there is so much more to to life than just what I'm showing you on on YouTube or on Instagram. Yeah, and hopefully as social media progresses, you know, we're still so early in the days of social media, people are only really working out what mm -hmm. it really means. 
and where it's going to go. Um, and like a lot of these stars, you could say, have come up very quickly. And people are still trying to learn how to handle that fame. Or, well, it's for them, but also for and how to, yeah, how the to people portray, watching it. How, how so, they should portray their lives. You and know, the kids growing up now, they think this is just real life. As in, yeah, uh, I read an article a couple months ago where they were saying that um, a YouTuber is now one of the top 10 uh, careers, people careers that want. kids uh, say yeah. they want to have when they grow up. You know, it used to be policemen, astronaut and firefighters and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And now YouTuber or yeah, insta- or influencer is now up, up there with us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes, yeah, that, that's, that's completely true. Yeah. Going off that. So I remember, um, as I said, you know, at university, it was my light at the end of the tunnel. Um, this whole kind of traveling kind of lifestyle. Um, and I remember thinking, especially my anxiety and whatever, like once I get there, I'm just going to be happy and it's going to be sweet. And it became very obvious very quickly that that wasn't the case. Like I went there, like, yeah, it was nice, but what it really taught me was it was my mindset and my thinking that was the problem, not my environment or basically it's my fault and I need to sort it out. And that's why it was one of the things that, you know, traveling was really good for because it forced me to kind of stop making excuses. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, uh, I'm at uni, I'm bridled by being in this environment, which is not particularly creative or it's, you know, it's yeah, I just didn't not like going abroad and, and everything looks great. And then all of a sudden you're abroad and it's, you're in the, well, let's say perfect environment to make these vlogs and this content but you realize, oh, it's actually not that simple. It doesn't automatically make you happy. Yeah. And also it's like the goal, the goalposts have now changed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm here doing this, but I now want, now want a million views on every video and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. A big part of this as well was, as I said at uni, like I didn't feel like I connected with people as much cause I was very on an individual, I don't know, like no one really understood my mindset or why I wanted to do the things I was doing and stuff like that. Um, and even throughout traveling, like I felt very alone in this journey that I was kind of trying to take on. Um, and uh, yeah, that was d- definitely something I was like trying to struggle because I, I didn't know how to kind of like really. Well, again, I think that's partly having a girlfriend at the time as well. It's like it's a lot harder to try when you're traveling with someone like to go and meet random people and that's probably why traveling alone is one of the best things not one of the best things to do but like it's a really good experience to try and like meet other people who are doing similar stuff to you and I I know like I would have probably used Instagram a lot more to try and connect with similar creators in in the area and try and find people doing the same thing as me because I think that's really important in this journey and like it's a big change like when coming here with you guys like I talked to you about this kind of stuff and you don't give me like a blank look, like what the hell are you talking about? That's a massive change where poor Lucy probably had to listen to me talk about it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, big up her for, for dealing with that. 
be like, I'm going to take photos and I'm going to meet strangers on the internet through Instagram. It's also like take all, photos with them. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's also like all my ideas that come up and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I want to do a podcast and this stuff. And she's like, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> right. And that's, yeah. you know, and that's fair enough. But I think that's also, um, you know, really important to try and meet you know, like minded people, really. So thinking about going from from there and the traveling and that, that stage of things for you. Uh, to kind of where you are now, uh, which is working with us here at Terralon. Um, how did, we'll, we'll get to kind of how that compares, I guess, sure. in terms of how it feels, but how, how, do you want to kind of briefly summarize how, your, or how your mindset went from, or how, how, how things went through. from, yeah, vlogging and yeah, stuff, sure. and returning from traveling. And then, so it was like, as I went through, um, I, I kind of really found like the kind of content more and more. It was like the adventure, outdoor photography, video. And I just realized that I just love being on mountains. That was the next thing. It's just being up there, at like going, walking up at 3 a.m. or whatever in the dark, going on top of a mountain, sunking up. It's just complete euphoria. It's unreal. Um, <laughs> that was something I became addicted to uh, quickly. Um, so, yeah, I then just started really... And the next part was just like when I was posting on Instagram, I slowly really didn't care at all about likes or anything like that. And I was posting mountains. Well, yeah, mountains, but like my stories. And I I was more I was when I looked at my feed, I was starting to become more proud at my work. And I, you know, I'd look at my feed. I'd be like, okay, I actually I like this. I don't really care if anyone else does. And that Mm -hmm. was a massive step forward. Um, for just enjoying the process um, and being comfortable with that. Um, moving on from that, though, is, yeah. So, like, towards the end of travelling, I guess, because, like, I kind of accepted that, you know, at this point in my life, I'm I'm not going to become a travel influencer. Like, because I, because the, the content I like to make was probably more, especially on, like, the video style, well, who knows? My my videos could end up getting a million views once they're edited and out. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was I I don't think I was making necessarily like content for other people. It was very much for myself. Um, and so, like, you made the healthy choice, but it was also one that perhaps we, we well, who knows? the possibility, but yeah, you weren't just chasing that growth. I definitely wasn't. Um, no, and that's kind of how I still want to continue it but the difference is like now if I was going to continue going on from that is that I would now understand that if I was going to make content that was specifically geared towards trying to get likes or trying to get to that explore page or anything like that is that I understand that that doesn't necessarily make it a better photo it's just going to be more popular on Instagram um, because of the certain thing because what defines what a good photo is at the end of the day it's all what it personally means to you and like the emotion behind that the thing is it's like a photo in a crazy landscape with someone standing in it or i don't know like general instagram photos the reason why they work most of the time is because a lot of people can relate to it quickly but just because a lot of people like it does that make it a good photo or what happens if a photo or a video impacts a smaller group of people but much more deeply that doesn't show on Instagram. So that's the kind of link that I kind of worked out. And 
I started understanding that and the kind kind of as because all during this whole time I'm still looking at other people's content and trying to work out all this kind of stuff and it became more apparent that that's true so for example like tutorial videos or sort of trending topics and I allowed myself to separate from that but um anyway carrying on through traveling uh towards the end I remember that like I started just I was just starting I, I was I was ready to get back home and start actually doing stuff stuff because my idea was okay I was listening to a lot of podcasts on like photographers and people on how they made their career basically freelancing or anything like that um I think this this guy called Finn Finn Beals I think his name was and I was really inspired by his work and what he'd managed to do which was very like story related photography um and like it was kind of like it's not that his his stuff wasn't like super outdoor adventure but I just really was inspired by his story of how he was able to make a career through all of that um and then yeah I was kind of just ready to get back and start I don't know start making my life something out of my life I, I felt like I'd had enough not had enough but I was ready to get back home basically um and the other idea I had was because I understood kind of like Facebook ads from dropshipping, I thought there was a good way that you could mix the two somehow, um, whether that was being able to like create a ads for people and then also make the content for them. Sorry, like run the ads and make the content. Um, also using the ads to try and like get my own clients. Um and kind of running that service. So, so I just wanted to, so I was, I was going to like test an experiment. I just wanted to start doing, like I felt like, you know, I was having fun traveling, but like I wanted to start doing, experimenting to get on with it basically. <laughs> so you, you, while you were away traveling, you, you were, you were kind of thinking, okay, well, I, I want to get back home. Uh, what do I do when I get back? And you took your photography, your drop shipping, and you're like, how can I blend the two? Kind of, it's just like the marketing side. There was another side to it, actually, another idea, because um, cause obviously, like, at this point, I'm like, okay, what the hell am I going to do for a career? And uh, the other part of it was that I, I also felt like I really sorted my own head out and started to... Because one of the biggest things I learned through going through this journey with anxiety is that I've... First of all, I, I still think it's one of the best things that ever happened to me, even though I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, because I learned so much about myself and it really forces you to understand your emotions and you have to confront them head on. So even now today, like I've become, a lot, I feel like a lot more emotionally aware of how I am on a normal day-to-day -day basis and I feel, well, a lot, lot better than I was before. Um, my point was, was that I was, I, I thought about maybe becoming some sort of a counsellor or therapist because I don't know I was I felt like I could help a lot of people doing that as well so that was kind of like another idea I had but I don't know if, there you go that's that was just something anyway <laughs> that's a complete digression but um again I like doing too many things at once and I needed to focus but did you is it fair to say then that you were feeling like the um 
kind of towards the end of the traveling and looking ahead to the future you were thinking or you felt there was some pressure or or you, yeah. you felt like right i need to kind of knuckle down and, and settle into something and get into something that's gonna be a potential career and yeah there was definitely that pressure um i mean another part of it you know uh was Lucy had like sorted she had like everything kind of sorted out she had before actually it was work when we arrived in New Zealand she got accepted to do an accounting uh job so she was all like set up and I wasn't basically so there was definitely some pressure to kind of like right okay I need to sort my life out here a bit um and yeah but so I don't know when I got back um actually I think just before I left track I actually messaged Julian um yeah you were about to leave you you were working in the cafe you're about to leave to go traveling oh that no so that was before yeah so i i messaged you before i went traveling and that was because yeah. um so rosie julian's auntie and the mother of uh my best friend casper <laughs> one of my best friends i, I have many best friends <laughs> i don't want to slate anyone else off but um sorry hamish sorry hamish <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of others anyway um Vincenzo. no Vinny. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, she, because I'd already obviously expressed that I was interested in doing photos, videos and stuff. So she was just kind of, oh, you should message Julian. He's, he seems to be doing all right. He might be able to give you s- some advice or whatever. I don't know, just, just message him. So I did. And that was when you gave me that initial piece of advice on, you know, you concentrate on the one kind of niche or thing yeah, that you're really interested in. On, on what you what you like. And yeah. And as you say, like when the kind of photography that I really wanted to do like coming out of traveling was definitely like outdoor adventure kind of style. Um, but then again, it's like I had all these other things I wanted to do. It's like, I still wanted to do like these Facebook ads and marketing side of it. And I didn't know how to put it all together really. Um, so, but I messaged you after traveling again, uh, but no, just before I came back to England uh saying yeah i'm coming back in a month or so uh what's up basically and you're like oh yeah why don't you just come in and say hello and we could do a bit of a work experience sort of thing and uh and so yeah so when i got back i like started working in oh basically i i was about a grand in debt just from my overdraft because like i just yeah like i spent most of it (laughs) from traveling yeah that's how it goes so I needed you to had clear a good that. Time. I had a good time. Uh, and I just needed to clear that. So I just like worked in a coffee shop, um, smashed that out. Um, and then, yeah, during that time also you, kind of, well, I came, I came got to the office for you guys, had that chat with Guy and you guys obviously thought that I would be a good fit to come in and help you out with moving forward. Yeah, it was very fortuitous timing, I think, for us because it was, we were, we were at the point where we were starting to look for uh, someone else to help uh, take over some social media management and things like that. And uh, yeah, so you uh, dropped in at just the right time, just, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dropped in and said, hi guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. your, your dropshipping stuff with fit, fitted well um, with our social media uh, at the time was us, our social media ambitions. Yeah. Um, with the social media subscriptions. Yeah. And um, but we also needed someone with a kind of photographic eye 
an eye for composition and all a that. bit of video editing and so it was a really good fit yeah again i could just kind of like fit in and help you out with whatever jobs you really yeah. needed apart from just focusing on that other part of it um but yeah i just i I remember the guy was just like, oh yeah, uh, would you like this job? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like completely ideal. But no, my, my plan at the time, I think before um, you guys was probably save up. And I, I was thinking I wanted to go into some sort of digital marketing job because I don't know, f- for me, I guess that kind of, and it was, it was a niche I really wanted to scratch. It's like this whole kind of marketing Facebook ads and I don't know, the whole psychology of marketing is like really, really fascinates me. Um, yeah, so I, I was thinking I'd probably go into a job, hopefully where I could go to somewhere where they, they do Facebook ads and whatever and learn that really well. Maybe like start trying to like freelance on the side um, and kind of just see where that took me uh, after I'd saved off enough money from the cafe and just kind of to go off and do something. But obviously the opportunity that you guys gave me seemed to fit pretty, pretty well for, <laughs> for my situation. It was, it just felt a bit too good to be true in terms of like everything that I wanted. I could actually put it in and start testing ideas straight, straight away with you guys and go for it. Well, I, f- I feel all warm and fuzzy inside <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Yeah, we're slowly 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 getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what's been uh yeah, really fun. Um especially as I said before like being around like-minded people who actually get what I'm saying and then actually also because you guys also have something already set up, it's I can start implementing the, these ideas basically directly without having to start from nothing which is quite fun doing a bit of a larger scale um but yeah i guess that brings us to today <laughs> how was that today yeah i guess that's my life then <laughs> <laughs> santi's life story uh, hopefully not all of it oh, still no. still more pages to be written <laughs> definitely yeah oh it's okay, take a break now. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, I, literally, I've been talking for like an hour and 20 minutes and just like smashing it out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah there's think, a lot of bits um, there. Yeah. Should we um, look at covering any kind of like current topics and then wrap it up? Or uh, what should what, we... What, what, whatever you feel um, like, if there's any other questions you, you feel. Let's or? pick a pick a topic. I think one, one thing that we um, spoke about a few times was talking about your journey to where we are now is um, um, is the impact of social media on people and in the mm-hmm. impact of social media on maybe people's happiness and how they how they experience life yeah yes or how they experience it yeah well, you know, what's in front of them sure um, do you want to just go, go off on one <laughs> yeah let's go off on one I don't know I'm gonna ask Guy Guy what do you think about that have you have you ever felt any like social media anxiety uh, from like comparing not, yourself? Not not people? like not major major, but I've definitely definitely been there. Probably similar to how you felt with the vlogs and the pressure. Um, I found yeah that I when I if I went on holidays and things and I was trying too hard to uh, go and get those cool shots that I thought 
everyone else would really like and that I should get. Yeah. I just wasn't enjoying it because I just, I wasn't doing it for myself and I was doing it for someone else. Um, also, personally, now, if we, we, we travel a lot with work and we do a lot of work uh, kind of all over the place, I find it quite comforting when we go somewhere and we have a brief from a client and our job is to get that done um, because I feel like I'm not trying to make something for kind of social media in general yeah. that is going to try and get 10,000 likes. I'm making something on behalf of a client and yeah. I've got kind of an idea of what their audience wants and likes and what we can, what we can make for them. And it's actually quite nice to be focused in on that niche and on actually doing a job with the content you're making rather than just being a little bit open-ended and constantly scratching your head over I how am I going to get a million likes on this photo? What, what you're getting to is attaching it to your own ego, essentially. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that's kind of the problem. And something like that I've worked out now is like, I'm, I'm feeling the same thing. It's like when I'm working on a social media page of someone else, it's not on my own ego. I can think about the whole kind of analytics and all that, that kind of stuff and not mind as much and see it more through that analytical eye without putting that pressure on myself is like oh this is depending on how many likes that gets is that how good i am or anything like that yeah there's a one thing you said guy is that you find it uh let's say reassuring when you go to these places and you have a brief and you have something to work to um there's a it just reminded me of a, a really good collection of essays on photography um, in a book called On Photography. It's by Susan Sontag. And in that, it was written far before, long before social media came about, but they said that um, the, one of the reasons photography has become so popular is that um, it kind of helps people overcome some anxieties of travel and in being in a, in a foreign place where they have this kind of... Um, they have this uh, template to apply. So you, you go to a place, you go in front of a, you know, a building or a monument or a, a point of interest, you take the photo, you have it, you've documented it, you can then go on to the next place. And that's what I see a lot of people do now. Um, is When was that book talking about? What time in particular was it? Oh, I think it was... I mean, I'm completely off the top of my head, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 70s, 80s. Okay. Um, maybe 80s. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I've, I've seen lo lots of people do that. I even... Um, <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I'm getting stuck with my cable. Um, <laughs> I, I even dumped a girl once because I we went on holiday together and I just... We were just um, cycling along. Yeah. And every interesting thing we'd see, she'd stop, park the bike, take a photo, get back on the bike go along and I was just like it just kind of <laughs> disgusted me not disgusted it's a bit strong but it flipped okay. a switch in me I'm like no okay but I think it depends it's just on what do you think was her intention behind trying to take all those photos then was it just for her uh, memories or I don't know I mean like what what was it that annoyed you particularly about it just that um she couldn't just let it be yeah, or it just seemed like the 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 um, how systematic it was. Okay, it's not like I guess we have a different relationship 
to photography because it's our job. Yeah. Um, but it's just like going back to what we were earlier. Is it? Can you not just experience the moment? The moment. And it was. It, it was almost like she was trying to collect these images to put up on social media because that's where they were going just on on Instagram. And it's like feels yeah. very vacuous. Yeah. I I mean, I certainly uh, more and more the more work we do abroad or the more shoots we do with any like high profile clients or big stuff the less I care about trying to fulfill my own ego by going and taking amazing photos of, of wherever we are. Um, if I, you know, if I'm staying in a place or a city for a few days and we've got a job there and I feel like going out and taking some photos and, and making some cool stuff, then that's great. I'll go do it. But if I don't feel like it, then I won't stress myself with forcing myself to go out and be like, yeah, I've got to find the best shot in this city today so that I can get it on my Instagram. I I've, I don't really feel I like think that. For me, it was just seeing how little thought was going into it. And it was just, you know, go go along, stop, take a photo and repeat. And it was the same thing over and over again. And, you know, she wasn't even stopping to appreciate this poor, the, this the, poor uh, girl <laughs> just getting <laughs> slated absolutely slated by yeah. she savage do you notice they haven't named her it was a while ago um, but anyway um, no you are <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that's why I'm saying I think in the intention behind it is uh, really important because yeah, I just for me I, I still take um photos for fun a lot well i haven't like recently but if i was going to go somewhere i still need to do it but again it's not because of social media because i've already like sorted that part out of myself with traveling like mm. i you do got it out of your system i do it because i don't know i feel like i need until like, i like seeing my memories in a very nice way like it's really satisfying for me like if I come back and say, oh, look, like those are actually some really cool photos and it's a memory like that's capturing. That's really amazing for me. I think that's that's the the overarching point, I think, to all of this is, yeah, as you said, it's the intention behind it. And as long as you're doing what makes you feel good about it and what makes you happy and you're not doing it for someone else, then I think or something else, then I think it's it's a lot more positive and it's yeah. a, lot, a lot better for you in the long run to take that approach. But again, it's like if you if you want to. I don't think there's anything wrong with going for it in terms of trying to grow social media following or anything like that. If you have that understanding um, and yeah. You've just got to be aware that that's going to put you on a slightly different path and that mentally yeah. it's going to feel different. If you're chasing that growth, that's fine, but it's, you're going to be very removed from the reality of your yeah. surroundings. You've got to really understand it. how to attach yourself to your work and I guess almost try and see it as like a client shoot maybe or I don't know like you you, you do that but then you've I think it's important also to take always to do stuff for yourself if, you, if you're going to do that and or just at least have like a different kind of Instagram account where you can post more personal stuff which is just for you um I think that's a good way to go about it or just do stuff for you and not necessarily have another Instagram account you can just not post it yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it it all depends on your goals and yeah. what you want. And uh, 
stuff like that. <laughs> June just really doesn't like that. <laughs> 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 that, that, that. That whole thing. Just poor, poor girlfriend has just been slated and Julian's just <laughs> off on one. <laughs> I was not, not referring to that. <laughs> oh, madness. We'll put that aside. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I need more wine. Julian <laughs> wants to grab a glass of wine. Go on. Uh, it's good. We've meandered around a little bit. We've spoken about your journey. I think a common theme has been uh, mental, mental health. health and social media and how those tie together. And I think that's a really interesting um, yeah, and I mean, pertinent topic at the moment. And is only going to be increasingly more so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's definitely something I've got a lot of experiencing. Um, and it's it's quite nice, to be honest, in a way to like have to feel like I've got that kind of sorted out in my own head, um, especially like comparing it to before. But again, it was only like the discomfort of like being in such a bad place that really forced me to to like really sort myself out and why, why I was feeling these things. Whereas I feel like the majority of people might only have it to a certain extent or a little bit. And it's not uncomfortable enough to actually really go, okay, I need to th- really think why is this making me feel this way and really do something about it because it's quite a hard thing to do. But yeah, I kind of felt forced. And I also, I don't know, it's just my head. I like figuring things out. <laughs> That's just yeah. the way it works. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I think that was something that, um, yeah, showed through when we were having the conversation and a drop shipping came in, came up and, Obviously, you've mentioned poker as well, and as I think one of the one of those important skills or important interests is to yeah to enjoy trying to figure stuff out and find out how problems. stuff works <laughs> and, and and how to crack it. I think that's an important interest, and it's yeah, yeah. it's kind of skill that's very useful across a, a, a huge number of things. Yeah, it's that's, that's something else I've learned. It's just like I've enjoyed. It's it's about learning to enjoy that process and like the end goal doesn't really matter that much at the end of the day. But I think it's good to have a goal that means something to you and it's like good. Um but it yeah, like get, getting to the process of that goal is the most important thing. Those seem like some pretty uh pretty good words to maybe end on. Yeah. We sure. think, um, I think this is a this is a good place to wrap it up. I think it's been interesting. Be, be, been an hour and a half, so yeah, that'll do it. All, All right. right, thank you very much for everyone to listen to my story. <laughs> 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 thank you, Santi, for uh, uh, for telling us all about it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thank you, Guy, for being here and joining us. Oh, you are most welcome, Julian. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, as I've done this the last couple of times, I'll, I'll wrap it up then. Um, yeah, please subscribe if uh, you actually enjoy this. And also, we're going to have a lot more episodes coming out soon. I feel like we're building up a little bit of momentum here, which yeah. is quite nice. And we're going to have some uh, some guests on. In fact, I think the next one will be with our very first guest. Yes. So that will be Phil Arntz. Looking forward to Watch it. Watch out. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Give us a review if you fancy it as well. <laughs> that, that would help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that's all for now. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>